Welcome back to another episode of the AYA Outdoors podcast. I'm joined once again by Jack. Um, I don't think I need to keep saying that every time because it's pretty much going to be him every single time. So, again, uh, it'll be me and Jack tonight. We don't have anybody else on here with us, just doing a little after work podcast. Um, On a chilly Tuesday afternoon. Yep. I want to wish everybody a happy new year. We hope that this year is filled with... uh, all the positives and all the the wishes and and everything you can think of comes true for you. Um, we hope it is a great year for everybody. We we hope it's a great year for AYA. We think it will be. We've got some big stuff coming down the pipeline right now. Um, some really cool stuff that we're working on. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a good year for us. We had a great year last year, especially with only starting like late turkey season with merch and stuff. So I'm um, only doing about nine eight or nine months out of the year um it really uh really did good in my opinion we got the business license actually set up and and the whole nine done so um yeah i'm really looking forward to this year and growing um we kind of took a break from the podcast for a little bit um to focus on doing some hunting of our own and just family time around the holidays um I know Jack's had a lot of family stuff going on and, and just trying to spend time with his folks and girlfriend when she's down um, from college. So um, same with me. My brother's been in town, so we've been trying to catch up and have some quality family time together. So um, finally was able to slip off both of us from, from family matters and, and get able get in and be able to do a podcast. So um, we are glad to be back doing one. <clears throat> we do plan to get back on at least – once every other week, um, hopefully every week of doing podcasts um, with the new year rolling around. So we're hoping to, to hit it hard this year and, and really do a lot of filming and do a lot of um, <clears throat> out-of-state stuff and doing some hunting. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up with Jack. I know he had some cool stuff going on late December um, that we have not done a podcast since he's done it. So um, you want to fill us in on that? So I just got back from Arkansas a couple weeks ago. What's it? Today's the second. I left the nineteenth. About something like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, week and a half. Um, so we did a four day trip. Uh, two days of goose hunting and two days of duck hunting. The goose hunting was immaculate. I have zero complaints. Uh, was a little bit of a rough go at first. Was just running. Running into technical difficulty one after another uh, before it even got shooting light on the first day. Uh, my du- my gun got stuck in the dirt. <laughs> gun got full of dirt. Uh, had to strip it down, clean it as good as I can. It still wasn't doing it. It was cycling, but not like it's supposed to. You know, had a few issues there throughout the day, but we ended up limiting it out. Uh, we had a. 14 man limit by 10 so impressive numbers but not you know not anything super not anything super crazy but uh shout out to sunken land i think it's outfitters those boys know how to put on a show like i think one of the biggest things i stress when i go when i take a guide to do anything fishing or hunting I really want them to be as passionate about it as I am. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like I, I don't want I don't want a guy that takes me out 
in the Gulf to go catch a sailfish because he that's that's because he job. knows there's money in it. Yeah, yeah. That's because it's his job. I want him to be jumping and hugging and high five yeah. when that fish gets put on the boat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and those boys know what it's about. Yeah. On the second day, we got put on a. Uh, I want to say it was a wheat field, and these speckle belly geese had destroyed it. Hmm. I mean, uh, he had told the guides that he was just going to have to claim it on insurance. I mean, the field was just too far gone. Dang. So there was like a a 40 by 80 yard patch of green left, and we put the blind right on top of it. Hmm. And it hit shooting light, and we were already set up, got in there early. Everyone was ready and waiting to go. Uh it hit shooting light, and I think three minutes after shooting light, we had the first group fly in. It was a group of three. Dropped those three, and then it was just a for lack one of, after another. It was just a barrel burner after yeah. that, and we were. It got to the point where we we're like, all right, we've only got about five or six more birds, and we're done. And yeah. the last group rolled in, and it was at least a hundred birds, and they just dropped in right on top of us. And of course, you know, a couple of had a had to sit there and watch you know yeah. I mean? and uh it was the second day we had a 12 man in 30 minutes that's crazy it was that was a good time of specs oh yeah so for anybody that doesn't know specs is a three three bird limit per person so 12 would be 36 birds in 30 minutes yeah and then on the first day we killed two snuggies on top of our yeah uh you killed on. one of them, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And looking back on it now, I kind of wish I would have brought it home because that was a gorgeous bird. Yeah. But you know, I mean, you can you can kill a snow goose pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, yes, you have to pay the money and go back up there unless you do it, you know, public land. But goose hunt, geese hunting on public land up there, I would think is pretty difficult. Oh, I'm sure. I think that's why a lot of people get permission from farmers. Yep. They just ask for it. But a lot of the guys up there that guide also farm, so they yep. own the farms. Like that, the uh, Dirty Delta one that we went with, mm-hmm. that guy, he far- he's a farmer full-time, and then when hunting season comes around, he guides. And so all he does is just guide in his own fields that he farms. So Can't beat he, that. Yeah, he kind of has best of both worlds. Then you ain't got to worry about the landowner rolling up. Being nope. Mad. Oh, you are the landowner. <laughs> but uh, we did the two days of duck hunting and the two days of goose hunting. The two days of duck hunting, not great. Uh, the first day, we killed two green wing teal. Both were drakes. Um, I shot one, and one of the other guys I went with a shot one. Uh, I don't really know what happened with that. Well, the birds were flying, and they were flying low, but they kept flaring on something. Uh, we were sitting out in the middle of a flooded field, not on the edge of it, but in the middle. Mm. And the guy, we went with a different guide. I'm not going to say their name because I did not have a good time, just being honest. Yeah. Uh, these guys had no regard for, you know, like our, our belongings. Yeah. Like my shell bag was just completely covered in mud. It had mud inside of it. I don't even know how that happened because it was zipped up. Hmm. My, you know, my gun. I put my gun in my gun case because I was, I didn't want it covered in mud. Yeah. 
and it came back covered in mud. And uh, they were young guys. I'll give it to them. But, you know, everyone in the group was having to point out birds because they were too busy sitting on their phones, you know, not really watching. And they'd call a little bit, you know, if some high flyers came over, and then they just kind of sit there and they go back to talking about sports or whatever, which, you know. Yeah. The whole job is I don't expect you to sit there and blow your lungs out. Yeah. You know, trying to call a bird in. That's not what you're there for. But when you spend more time discussing amongst your guide buddy about, you know, a football game you saw 10 years ago, then people, you know, your, your guests can start to get annoyed. Um, but they were young. They said it was like their second season. And we had a couple, I mean, we had a couple of groups of mallards come in, but they'd come around the back of us and flare and the blonde was pretty well brushed in, but I just don't know. They didn't like something. I'm just not sure what it was. And the second day, one of the, one of the guys that was with us on the first day didn't come and they brought like four more other guides that we hadn't seen before. Interesting. And sat us in a big, um, like an A frame or something. No, it wasn't an A frame. It was one of the big, nice duck blinds, like you'd see in a duck commander. Had the bench seat in the back, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. What I you, can't remember what they're called. They're probably forty different names for them. It, one of the ones you're dragging on a trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but the biggest thing that sucked about them was they were late both days. Hmm. And I mean like... Like a good bit late. We were getting in the... You know, they were still throwing decoys out five or six minutes after shooting light. Dang. I mean, we are paying you <clears throat> to put us on birds and y'all are slacking. Yeah. Yeah, that'd probably irritate me too. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I... I was pretty happy with the the one that I went on in Arkansas, but again, it was uh, that guy's property. It was. I'm not saying it was easy because it's never easy because you you may never have birds there, you know. But it was his property, you know. Just everything was a little bit easier for him rather than somebody trying to you know pull it out of their butt and have to go somewhere else or get permission and this and that, you know. But at the same time, like you said, you were paying them good money to put you on birds and to give you a good experience and being late, not, you know, interacting with us and, you know, all that good stuff, that, that stuff all adds up to not being a good hunt, you know, um, which I've always said, like, it's never about all the killing and everything. You know, we don't, we don't look at it as to be successful. We have to kill a bunch of birds, but when it comes down to paying to go on a hunt, you're going to expect a, a, the best of both worlds, the camaraderie and the, the brotherhood, but also being able to kill the birds, you know, right. um, and, and to harvest some of those animals. But um, like I, I think I even told you when you told me that y'all had only killed those two teal, I kind of joked. and I was like, dang, dude. I was like, what'd you pay that money for? You could have done that here, which, I mean, you could. But um, at the same time, you got an experience out of it. But two – you were like, yeah, it's kind of irritating that pay the, all this money and take all this time to, you know, go on a trip and you know you just started working with me, and you didn't have enough time off to even cover your days. You you took free days off basically. You yeah, know, you, you didn't even get paid for 
what two of the days you were off or something yep. so you know you're not only spending money but you're losing money as well so you know yeah i can i can see where it's kind of frustrating but at the same time you know it it is nice you, you got to go out of state do a goose and duck hunt that's your first one isn't it out of state goose hunt. first yeah first out of state bird hunt bird hunt yeah so well i'll take that back i did have a dove hunt and you follow but yeah yeah, yeah. that's different yeah <laughs> not really out of state but yeah no so you, you know it's it's nice to you know get out even though it didn't go that great you at least got to see a different side of hunting than we're I'll used be back to goose hunt oh 100 that goose hunt that, that goose, goose hunt is fun that goose hunt is something else yeah. now would it be speckle bellies i don't know i really want to do a uh conservation snow hunt i either want to do February. that or i want to go kill canadians i would like to kill some not literally too. canadian geese yeah 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 disclaimer not canadians we have a canadian friend that it's hopefully going to put us on some whitetails next year. Hope so. Well, I guess it's now this year, but this coming up season, we're, we got to. So weird. We got to. Yeah, no, it is weird to say. We got to look about getting our passports and stuff. I already have mine. Oh yeah, you do. I don't. Don't ask me why I got it because I've never been out of the country. Hey yo, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I would love to go kill some Canadians. I would love to go kill some snow geese. Maybe we could go on a little public land Canadian hunt while we're up in Canada. Canada. Well, they're going to be on the migration, so we might catch some stragglers. But yeah, I mean, we could stop on the way up there, dude. I'm telling you, if we plan to go up there to deer hunt, I want to do a driving, like, couple weeks, maybe like a month of just like, I don't know how we're going to swing that if we both work together at the same place, but just basically take off, stop in like Tennessee and do a little hunt. Any of the states that like are cheaper and easier to get license, like tags for. Like I don't want to. Tennessee is not one of them. Oh, Tennessee's hard to get. No, no, it's not hard to get them. It's expensive. Oh, well, so, it maybe it might not have to be necessarily like super cheap, but like for me to do a, I think they have a five day, out of uh, non resident mm-hmm. unlicensed, just normal like what you shoot deer with. Yeah, it was like three hundred dollars. Shoo! I was like, <laughs> and I thought Alabama's yearly out of state was expensive. Yeah. It's three hundred dollars. Well, I think it's four now, but I think it's like three ninety eight or something. But yeah, just just pick a couple states that we can go to and do like some like a big archery tour, basically, or something like a just basically drive up sixty five and just fork off every now and then. I'm telling you right now, when I go to Wyoming, if I kill a pronghorn with a with a bow, well, if I kill a pronghorn in, in general, I'm mounting. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, I'm not not mounting it. Yeah, at least a shoulder mount, if not a full body. Because they are small, like we were talking about the other day. Yeah, I didn't realize how small they were. Oh yeah, yeah, they're only. I mean, I I say they're small, but they're like the size of our large deer here. (laughs) That's pretty small though for the Midwest. Yes, it is. But that should be that should be fun. That should be really fun. But the only thing is, it's going to be Wyoming or Wyoming in the summer. So it's going to be. I will tell you though, I will be bringing fly rod. Oh, hundred percent, I would. Because it's going to be, you know, a lot of bug those, edges. Yeah. And, yeah. and those springs are going to be flowing. Yeah. Well, I mean, they flow all year, but. You know what I mean. <laughs> really flowing with fish. Um, I think it'll be a good time, though. My dad. Is it just you and your dad going and mm-hmm. the guy that he knows? Mm-hmm. The wel- It's a welder, right? That works I say he's a welder, but. He just works with your dad, right? Yeah. 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 So just a, a guy that he knows. 
How hard was it to get the tag and license and all that for that? We haven't done it yet. Oh, okay. I'm hoping it's not a lottery for an out-of-state. Uh, y'all might want to check. Yeah, we're fixing to get on that here in probably the next week or so. Because some of those you have to put in, like, in February or March. I think I'm going to try to put in for a Kansas one this year for a deer. For an Oh, for a, for a deer? Yeah. Because you got you got to put in the second week of, first and second week of April. For a public land? Well, just for a tag for Kansas. Well, public, do, private, whatever. Would you do a public land? Probably. I can't afford to go on a guide. Yeah, they want a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Guides want too much money. I mean, you know, yes, they put a lot of money and a lot of man yeah. hours into guiding. Yeah. But some of these hunts, like we were talking, we were talking about a a a, a duck hunting lodge in Louisiana. Yep. Maybe Arkansas. I can't remember which one it was. One of those states in the Delta somewhere. Yeah. Um. These people wanted eleven hundred dollars a day per gun to just hunt ducks. Yeah, that was that like, was with lodging, no food, no food. Here you can sleep in this bed, but we're not feeding you yeah. for eleven hundred dollars a day. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous, especially because you can only kill six ducks. Like, yeah, um, I'm just not. I better be killing. No, like, if it was eleven hundred dollars a day for that, like a conservation snow goose hunt, like something similar to that, where you're like no limit. Okay, I could kind of see that, but one, you better be feeding me, and it better come a lodging, which I know you said that one did, but like. I know I've seen things that are like two, three grand to go do certain hunts, and that's just to give you a stand to sit in. Oh, yeah. That's no lodging, no food, nothing. That is just, hey, here's a layout of our stands. You're the only one hunting this weekend. Pick your spots. And if you pick your spot, we might go hunt the other ones. It's like, oh, okay. So, you know, that's, yeah, it is kind of crazy. But, like, at the same time, and I think my perspective changed on stuff like that after working at the AC company I did because, and I won't name any names or put any company names out there, but the AC company that I worked at was a very, very large and very high-end company, you could say. Um, we charged a lot. It was, it was very expensive um, to use us, but um, my defense for it was – I can vouch for myself on how I do my work. So therefore I know I'm giving you the best service that you can have and I'm doing the best work that I can give you. So therefore I am a premium. Right. You you're know, pay, you're, you're service you person, you know? So I feel like that's the same with these guides. Like I can get behind them if they are top notch producing, giving you the best possible experience, you know, the whole nine, you know, doing whatever they can for you. But there are certain ones that I'm just like, are you like, you just took advantage of the system and you cornered it. Like some of these, and like the best I can use as an example for that is these guides that, that, that are down in South Florida that guide for Osceola turkey hunts. They want. Well, they know they have the property. They know that Osceola's can only be killed in South Florida. And they know that people are going to pay if they really want to kill one that don't want to try to do the public land grind. Right. Um, but I'm okay with trying to go kill a public land bird, especially in Florida. I don't have to buy any extra license. I'm covered on Florida management area. I'm covered with turkeys, turkey stamp, like the whole nine. I am good to go. I can go kill a turkey on public 
management area in Florida. But if I was, you know, having to go to, because my, my, one of my dreams hunting is to kill the, the slam of the four birds. Right. I'm not counting the goulds <clears throat> just cause they are out of country, but a Rio, a Eastern already killed Easterns, Marium. but I want to kill another one. Merriam's and Osceola. I want to kill all four. Um, so like if I'm going up to Nebraska to kill a Merriam, I might be a little hesitant on trying to go public land because there's so many variables that go into public land hunting. But other hunters, it is, one. yeah, it is a lot cheaper though, a lot cheaper, you know. So that's the plus side to it. The downside is is nothing's guaranteed. I mean, there's nothing guaranteed at a guide service either. But hmm. so, but yeah, no, I'm uh I'm looking forward to this year and doing doing some hunting. Our our ruts coming up around here. Um, I've got plenty of buddies that are are seeing lots of scrapes. Um. Heck, me and my nephew, Aiden, we went down to a spot that I hunt that had a scrape in it last week, and I freshened it up. And when we rode in there yesterday, um, it smelled like – you know what bucks smell like when they're rutting. Oh, yeah. That's what it smelled like in there. And uh, the scrape didn't even look like it had been freshened since I had freshened it. There was leaves on it. It wasn't like fresh-cut dirt from right. their hooves, nothing like that. So I don't know what it was, but there's something in there – that was ready to go, you know. Um, it stunk in there. So I think they're about to get ready to rut. I did have one of my bucks daytime ooh, yesterday morning, I think. Yeah, yesterday morning at about 7, 7.15. Um, had one of my bucks. He was the smaller one of the two that might get might could get shot. Um, but uh, And the only reason I would even consider shooting him is, one, I do think he's bigger than anything I've killed, and, two, I have not killed a buck in, I think, since 2017. So, like, seven years, six, seven years. So, <clears throat> you know, I I would definitely shoot him with a bow. I don't think I'd shoot him with a gun, but I would definitely harvest him with a bow. But, um, yeah, I think they are moving. Um, I know my buddy Aaron Adams, he just killed a, a pretty decent buck, um, and he it said nice it was buck. it ran out, huh? It was a nice buck. Yeah, he, he said it ran out chasing the little doe too so um i think they are starting to rut and it should get in full swing i always say martin luther king jr day so right there about the second week of january so i may take some time off of work and see what i can see what i can come up with but uh but yeah other than that it's been kind of slow around here we're kind of getting ready to switch gears and we're gonna hit turkey season pretty hard this year me, Jack, and my boss, uh, or our boss, we all just ordered a new shotgun, the exact same shotgun. We bought three of them. <laughs> and uh, so we're all going to be sporting the matching shotguns this spring. Um, they are the Rite GPSs. Uh, GPS, XL. XL, 12-gauge. They shoot – they're chambered up to three and a halfs. It's a, it's a uh, pump with a pistol grip. Yeah. It is a turkey gun. It's got an 18-inch barrel, I think. 24. 24? I knew it was short, but I no, want one that's like a 20. My, I want a shorty. My Masai Mara is 28. It's not that long. What? My my gun, my retail. It's a pretty long gun. It's a pretty long gun. 28 is like... 24 is going to be a pretty... That's going to be a long turkey gun. Yeah, that's why I would rather have like an 18 or a 20, but... 
That's why I think that's why a lot of people get youth models. Like, yeah. Like Hunter Raybon's got a uh, 870 um, youth model. Yeah. And I would know because he bought it for me. Nice. And, uh, yeah. That gun was beat on real bad. Didn't have a bead on it. The uh, the vent rib mm-hmm. going across the top of the barrel, what your bead sits on, mm-hmm. was bent down where <laughs> it fell off a foiler and got ran over. Jeez. Yeah, it was it was beat on pretty bad. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see this gun. I think it'll be a good one. Uh, I think we're all going to put our own little twist on it. I think Yeah. Uh, Hunter's going to put a red dot on it, I guess. I don't know exactly what I want to put on it yet. But I'm definitely going to put some kind of sight on it. Um, I tried doing the bead hunting uh year before last on turkeys, and you just can't really see it that good. Especially what, when just with a bead, just the just standard a, bead just a, on it? Like a regular copper bead. Yeah. You can't really see it that good. No, I think you got to ha- – I think now you, just about anything, you got to have the like the true glow, yeah. or the actual glowing bead at the end. I don't know what I want to put on mine yet. I'm leaning to a red dot, but um, if I do, I am going to 100% like sight it in like it's a rifle. Yeah. Because I missed one, not last year, the year before, that I thought it was on. I'd shot at a couple targets and it hit pretty good. And I shot at a turkey maybe, I don't know, 25, 30 steps away. And I shot, and it did not fall. It flew off, and I went and shot it again about that far, and it was shooting like three inches. Like the bottom of the spread was three inches above the head of the tar- on the target. So I don't know what happened. I don't know if I bumped something. If I did, then that's just on me. Yeah. You know, that ain't nothing with the red dot. And I'm not saying shooting with a red dot's bad, but I've thought about getting like a little, like itty-bitty little four-power scope or something i think that's what i want to do not right. even not even that just like a just like an acog yeah a yeah and i thought about that too but i don't know i'm, I'm, gonna, def- I'm gonna look and see i definitely want to do a late radical because oh, like yeah. you don't want to be looking at something when a bird drops out of the roost let's say you're in a little green field yeah bird drops out of the roost right in front of you you know and you've got the drop on them and you don't have a late radical and you're just looking at a black blob in the middle of a tube yeah you know what i mean Cause right there shooting light it's it's pretty dark a little sketchy with through a scope yeah I mean, you're kind of like eh. i think i'm on him is that him or the hen <laughs> you know yeah I, yeah so. that's one thing i don't want to do is shoot your own bird yeah yeah but yeah i think we're gonna hit turkey season pretty hard this year um hunter is going to mississippi to hunt some birds um over around that boy is eight up Oh man! Last year was his first year turkey hunting, and he's yet to kill one. An an old Eglin Air Force Base bird got the best of him. Like I'm sure it has many people. Not me though. I've never hunted on Eglin, so I do plan to this year though. But uh, yeah, he is he is ate up. Me and Jack joke every day that he has had to have watched every turkey hunting video on YouTube on. AOE Outdoors on the Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel. Every hunting channel you can get hunting shows on. He's watched every turkey video. So he is definitely eat up with it and, and ready to go. Um, he even he, he is part of a very nice uh, 
kind of part of a very nice lease up in Auburn or around Auburn, and uh, he's not even interested in deer hunting. That's how just eat up wanting he's the turkey hunting. He's is. just been washing his cameras, waiting on turkeys. Yep. Yeah, every time he gets pictures of turkeys, he'll show us, and then he's like, oh, yeah, I guess we got this deer too, and it's a 140-inch 10-point, you know. And I'm like, yeah, well, go kill one of them, you know, go do something. But, but yeah, we're uh, we're looking forward to turkey season. I think we're gonna we're gonna hit it hard and definitely try to get some good film and some footage. Um, slowly adding to the film um, and and videoing equipment. Um, Jack is working on getting him some video and equipment. Um, he's already got a GoPro and a Tacticam. Just looking for like a legit like a big camera. Um, so if y'all have any recommendations for that, feel free to DM us. Um, I have some really good buddies that are helping us with that and giving us ideas on some stuff. Um, shout out to Tyler Sanders. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we're looking forward to it. I think, I think it's going to be a good spring and roll that into fishing and maybe I'll get back into fishing a little bit. I'm excited to go fishing this year. I'm not. I care less. I think it's just a lack of success. I don't know if it's that, probably, because I get bored real quick if I ain't catching fish, and I think I've burned myself out just having the pond at the house. I think you need something new. Yeah, probably. Something not pond fishing. But you did take me saltwater fishing, we didn't catch anything. Except for the 500 bait fish that you threw the cast net on. Yeah, but we also got ran out by a fat thunderstorm. We did. <laughs> we did. We didn't get to hunt as long as we wanted to, and... uh it just wasn't wasn't the best night of fishing. It was a good night of fishing, and probably would have been a really good night if that storm would have held off. We didn't get to hunt as long as we wanted to. See, I don't. I like. I don't like fishing so much. I can't even say it. I just immediately revert back to hunting. But but see, that's what's crazy though. Is like, I'll be honest. I don't have the greatest success hunting either. Like, I'm not out here killing rack bucks every other week like some people. I'm not out here killing five, six, seven, eight deer a year like some people. I'm not killing four or five turkeys a year like some people. You know, I'm not killing fifteen doves every time I go and sit. You right. know, or six ducks every time I go duck hunting. I'm not doing that. But you will not catch me ever saying, "Yep, I'm just not a not a big hunter anymore. I just don't like to hunt." Cannot say it. Will not say it. You just said it. But don't think I'll ever get to that <laughs> point ever. Like I don't think anything could get me to that point. Um, yes, I mean, some people like, like Hunter. Hunter is an outdoorsman if I've ever seen one. Yeah. But, he doesn't like to duck hunt. Nope. He, I mean, he likes to deer hunt, but he could really care less, you know. But, his thing is turkey hunting and catching redfish. Yep. I like to duck hunt. I also like to catch redfish, but I like... Never caught a redfish, so don't know what that's like. I really love the fact that I'm, like, all about everything. I'll chase yeah. a turkey wholeheartedly. I'll chase a duck wholeheartedly. Chase a deer wholeheartedly. Fish, love to do it. Yeah. Pigs. I'm working on getting on us uh, on some pigs, by the way. Yeah, I need to do that. That'd be a good video. If anyone know, If anyone's got, you know, the spot with some piggies on it, let us know. Feel free. Yeah. Holla will, at your boys. We will pull up, dispose, and take care of your pig problem. Yep. Faux free. Yep. Oh, I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast either. 
me and Jack have a little <laughs> argument we have to settle after deer season. A gentleman's a later. little gentleman's agreement. We're not no money, no nothing. Just a gentleman's agreement, a handshake, and an apology when I do it. At the end, five shots from cold bore at eight hundred yards. Cold bore, eight hundred yards. His pick of rifle. Backstory before we lead these people on. Me and Jack were sitting there hunting. You saw it in the last video where he shot the doe. It ran onto the neighbor's property. We weren't able to retrieve the deer. Before he made the shot, we were sitting there, and I saw a deer at the back of the backfield. So for perspective, we're on the top of a little, I guess you could say, not really a hill, but kind of just a big terrace, in my opinion. And then the hill, the, the field kind of drops off, raises back up. There's a fence line and then another field behind that. Well, on the back side of the backfield, I saw what I thought was a deer, and it turned out it was. Me and Jack both confirmed it was a deer. And I told him, I said, let me take a shot at it. He said, no, we ain't shooting that far. I said, come on. He said, Jared, that's 750 yards. He said, you're not shooting that far. I said, I bet you I will. I said, give me that gun, and I'll make that shot. He said, no. And uh, I'm glad I didn't because I probably would have missed with his gun because it ain't set up for – that far of shooting it's just a standard crosshair scope whereas mine has the drop reticles and i would was pretty confident i probably could have hit that shot i shoot a 25-06 hunting rifle it's a pretty flat shooting bullet so i was fairly confident that i could have hit it but i didn't have my rifle with me i left it in the truck completely ignoring everything ballistics means your gun could shoot flat as a piece of paper flat as a board flat as an arrow but at some point, it's going to drop. And when it yeah, drops. Yeah, absolutely. But when it drops, it's going to be drastic. Yeah, and I understand that. That's why you accommodate for that. At 800 yards, I just. I, he doesn't think I can. The amount do it. of confidence for someone who's never hit a shot over 500 yards is ridiculous. It just is. me being completely honest and realistic. I will own up to it. If he hits it within five shots. I'll own up to it. I'll write him a written apology. You have it on camera, or camera, on voice recording. I will write a written apology if he hits a five, a, an 800-yard shot within five shots. Anything after, don't count. Oh, it still counts. 800 yards is impressive. Now, I just it, know I'll, I can do it. On I'll give time. it to you. If you hit an 800-yard shot, period, that's impressive. But our bet is within five shots yeah which i countered with i think i'll hit i'll hit it every five every shot all five this just like if he said if he said i'll bet you five dollars i can hit that shot and he just went up to it and shot it i'd be fine i wouldn't have anything to argue about because if he didn't hit it whatever but now that he's like oh i can hit it i i know i can hit it i can hit it with all five shots an 800-yard cold bore shot is impressive for anyone on this planet. And I am 100% confident in my ability to hit that shot. When you hit it, that we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when the day comes. It's coming. You better get ready because it's going to happen. We can hit it the day after deer season. I don't care. All right. It's going to happen. I'm telling you, like you just better get your pen and your ink ready. And a nice piece of paper, because I want that written with like a feather and ink. I got you. Like old-timey 1800 
Declaration of Independence. But right? when you don't do it, when you realize that that bullet flies 500 yards and hits the dirt, and you're having to look at the tr- the top of the trees and you can't even see the target anymore. Do you know how you, scopes work? Move it down. Move it down all you want. I ain't going to hit the dirt. If I hit the dirt, it's going to be within a couple feet of that target. I'm telling you right now. You're <laughs> <laughs> five shots, and you're claiming to hit all five. You've never not a, I'm not 100% on five, all five. Can I do it in all five? I could do it in all five if I practiced. But we're not talking about practicing nothing. Yeah, if you were if you were like we're talking about my farthest shot to date is three hundred and seventy eight yards. You're talking about on two does. Double that. Almost double that. Well actually no, more, more than double almost it. triple that. Damn no. near damn near tripling it. No, you ain't. Three seventy eight, four hundred half. Or four hundred half eight hundred. So you're only twenty two yards off. Whatever. Same difference. Twenty two, twenty two hundred, same thing. It all means the same thing to you, so it might as well be the same thing. Yeah. I'm confident. I'm confident in my ability to hit this shot. Very confident. My most impressive shot was 150 yards with a 22 revolver. Swear to God. I feel like that is the equivalent of me taking an 800-yard shot with a 6.5. A 22 revolver at 150 yards. Yep. Hit a 10 pistol. Plate. Yep. Pistol. Mm-hmm. That is the same. That is the equivalent of a six five at eight hundred. I'm telling you right now, that's the that is the equivalent. It's got to be. That's got to be the <laughs> ballistic equivalent of shooting a six five at eight hundred. Now, none of this was was recorded. It was just me and my dad and Christian. But I believe it. we were shooting a ten inch pie plate, and I just like pulled out my revolver. Well, yeah, and I mean, but how many shots did it take? I had it in one cylinder, so within six. Okay, but you can count. And that's and that's the thing. That's why I told myself I need at least five. Is because. Every shot you're learning. Right. So by the end, you should know, hey, my first shot was three foot left and four foot low in front. But you also have to accommodate that your gun is getting hot and yes. your barrel is changing. Your yes. barrel, your bore is expanding. Yep. So. That's why I'm going to do it in the first shot. You hit it first shot, I swear to God, I'll buy you dinner wherever you want. Wherever. We going to Ruth Chris Steakhouse, we'll baby. You hit it first shot. We'll go to Ruth Chris. First shot. We're going to Ruth Chris. You hit it first shot. What is my target, by the way? We haven't really. I know we said probably ten inch pie plate, but it can't be anything bigger than ten inch pie plate. Like, what's a standard like twelve ring target? Ten inches, right? Normally, like the black. Normally, it's a silhouette. And no, I ain't doing all that. That's too big. Ten inch pie plate. It is. I'll shoot a ten inch pie plate. You're gonna be surprised when you can barely see it. When it's when it's blocked out by your reticle, yeah, it's gonna look like an orange, like a speck. That's the thing is, it's gonna have to be a fluorescent color. Oh like, yeah, it can't be black and blend in with the with the reticle. Like that's just yeah. We're gonna have to get some spray paint and yeah. spray paint it. Like we need to get a we need to get a oil. spotting scope for this as well. I wonder if we could like set this up. And, like anybody want to donate to to the cause? You know. Give give me four dollars, you know. Everybody, give me four dollars. I can buy a spotting scope for Jack to watch me nail this pop plate <laughs> at eight hundred yards. We got to get a foam mount too. Oh yeah, we're gonna. Ooh, I wonder if. What John would let me would loan one to me? Who? John. A foam mount? No, like a spotting scope. Oh 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 yeah yeah. He's probably got one, or I, I'm I'm sure I can find somebody that's got one. But yeah, we're gonna need a spot scope. I mean, even even if they come, that's fine. But we're gonna have GoPros. 
Oh, yeah, I'll have my GoPro sitting on At it. the end down there. You better watch out. I might shoot that thing off the target. You shoot my GoPro, you're going to owe me one. If I can hit your GoPro at 800 yards on purpose, I'm not buying you another one. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, you're buying me another one. <laughs> but, yeah, yes. You're giving me yours. Okay. <laughs> I'll be so impressed, I won't care. <laughs> but, yeah, 800 yards, five shots. All I got to do is hit it once, and Jack's apologizing. But what if you don't? Like, And if I don't, then I just I won't be able to talk about it anymore. I'll just be. You'll just have to take that L. Yeah, I'll just take and the L. You'll have and, to tell me that I'm right. And know that it was a harder shot than I. You know, I underestimated the shot. You are. Not going to happen, though. <laughs> You're underestimating the shot. I'm not. I'm not underestimating the shot. I know it's a hard shot. Like, there's guys that are professional snipers and struggle with that shot. I get that. But I have the utmost confidence in my shooting abilities. I am overly confident in myself, not necessarily underestimating the shot. Confidence can only get you so far. Okay, well, this is like this is exactly <laughs> the point I made about you the other day. How confident are you about loading a boat up and going to Yellow River and catching a fish? Fairly. But conditions also. Perfect day. Bluebird skies. Early March, mid-March, whenever they spawn in rivers. I don't know. I don't fish rivers. I'm talking about the perfect river day. Oh, I'm I'm pretty pretty confident. You're 100% confident Not you'll catch fish. Not quite 100. 95. Probably like 80. 80% confident you could catch fish. Yeah. I'm 80% confident I can hit that shot within five shots. I'm actually more confident than that. We should if we were being, you know – because he's so overly confident in his 25 out of 6. And I'm not ragging on a 25 out of 6 because I don't know what they're capable of, to be honest. Um, Should bump it down to whatever it can hold in the magazine. But that's just me. But I'm down with five shots. I'll do it in three with the 25 out of 6. <laughs> you're, you're just you give me grip. the mag and one in the chamber. I'm going to buy a 30 round for that 6.5. <laughs> <laughs> but um I want to do it with both, by the way. That's fine. I want to do it with my six five and the thirty or the twenty five out six. Because don't we have like two weeks before turkey season starts after deer season stops? No, more than that. Well like a month. Yeah. Okay, so we got plenty of time. Yeah. Um The only bad thing is I haven't shot that six five ever at all. Like I bought it two years ago. Better get it tuned up, son. I know well the biggest thing is like I don't want to necessarily practice that shot because I do want to see what I can do just incognito first time, you know. But I do need to practice at like 100 yards just to make sure the thing cycles right because I've heard, and the guy that even built it for me was like, AR-10s can be finicky. Yep. You know, they do not cycle as well or as nicely as AR-15s. You know, the the just the way they're set up is a little bit different. So I really got to sure shoot it just to make sure it's going to work. I'm sure it has to do it has something to do with the gas. Oh yeah, I'm sure the gas mechanism it probably can't push that heavy spring back as well as an AR-15. Yeah. yeah, probably needs more gas. But but yeah, I'm very confident in my. Abilities. I'm not going to say that I'm not confident in you because I I think you can do it because you just think it's going to take more than five shots. That and your overshow of ego. And overconfidence. It's not ego. I'm just confident in myself. Like, just me being me 
you know, I'm your best friend. I want to see you succeed, even with stuff like this, like stupid shit like this. Yeah. Um. I want to see you. I want to see you make the shot, because that would be cool. As long as you're there, you want to see it. Like, you know, to get it on film yes. and be able to say, like, "Hey, my buddy Jerry hit an 800 yard shot the other day." That's it's pretty impressive, regardless. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't want to see your little your little confidence bubble get popped when you don't make it. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. And you'd be all long faced walking back to your truck with your arms dragging. No, nah, I'll still be happy. <laughs> I got to shoot guns. That's good enough for me. But I do, I do think it's gonna happen. I am very confident in myself. I hope, I hope you hit it. For real. I think I will. But I will make fun of you if you don't hit it. That's fine. I'm I'm going to expect you to. If you don't, I will not call you my best friend. Um, that's illegal. Fair enough. But we're also going to have to be like in Paul's driveway to get the 800 cuz it's 750, right? Mm-mm. It was like 799 from where we were sitting. Oh, okay. So if we sit at the gate, it'll be like 805 and we'll have a little bit of room. I also got to decide do I want to try to get a bog pod? shoot off of that or do i want to lay down with bags probably gonna lay down with bags set up some sandbags and i'm not buying sandbags no no no. you will be in charge we have some and we got a sled so i might set the sled up with sandbags and everything at the bottom down there and just lay down get you a nice little rug or something Mm -hmm. get it from the yard sale yep a little nine dollar rug i'm confident i'm confident I believe in you, but I don't know. The overconfidence drives me nuts. It's not. It's not that I'm overconfident. I just believe in myself. I believe in you too. But you saying you can hit a first shot cold board? That's just kind of me joking. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens, I will. I'll quit shooting. <laughs> I'm good. I have set myself up. Leaving it on a high. Yeah, I'm leaving it on a high note because the minute I miss a hundred yard shot at a deer. I'm going to jump out the tree stand. <laughs> so, not really. Suicide hotline, don't come after me. But is there anything else we need to touch on? I think um, we pretty much covered everything. Well, we had a, that fantastic duck hunt the other morning. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll dive in on that a little bit. So, me and Jack um, both wanted to try to find somewhere around here that we could duck hunt. Um, easy. Not necessarily, you know, t- nothing crazy, no long drive or anything. So we have a pretty nice uh, boat launch on Yellow River, about 25 minutes from the house, give or take. And uh, so we went out there Saturday, and we were running the river, and we found a couple spots. The first spot we went to um, obviously looked good on the map to somebody else as well because when we walked in there, somebody already had a – Kind of like a little makeshift blind set up with burlap. Um, So we just pretty much was like, look, if we can't find something else that looks good, we'll come here and wait. See if they come back in to hunt it. If they do, we'll talk to them, see if they're cool with us hunting with them. If not, hey, we'll just hunt it. It's public land. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not trying to be that guy, but if they're not going to hunt it, we will, you know. Um, But we found another hole. We went on it and we looked at it. Um, but it was Eglin Air Force Base property, and we just didn't want to deal with even trying to hunt that. 
So we looked on the map again. Um, we got on Spartan Forge and looked and found another spot down the river a little bit. Um, so it was only like four bends up from the boat launch. So we could get there very quick, pretty easy. Um, the problem was is it's about 500 yards off the river with a like a walk. You can't yeah, drive the boat to it. There is no getting a boat there. Yeah, you can't get a boat to it. You can't get anything to it. And um, it's just a, a harder hole to get into pretty much. Um, but we made the walk in there. Um, shout out to Gabby for staying in the boat and watching my puppy. Um, and breaking my boat. <laughs> but uh, love you, Gab. And uh, so we went in there. Me and Jack found it. It was a much bigger hole than we expected. Um, it was kind of like in a kind of like an S shape a little bit. It was just kind of like a squiggly, I would call it a wet weather pond. It just holds water year round, I would assume, because it really didn't look like it was low and we haven't had a whole lot of rain lately. So um, it's got to be getting fed somewhere. I think we found the spring that was feeding it. Did I think there's a spring that was feeding it. So um, we found a couple spots that we were like, hey, this could be the, you know, the juice, we, you know, we could hunt here. I suggested me and Jack talked it over about splitting up, but then we found a really nice little run together where we could kind of all be together. So it was me, Jack, his girlfriend, Gabby, my buddy, Jacob and his brother. And, uh, we set up in this spot. We were late. Um, we didn't account for running the boat at five miles an hour up the river because we were pulling a kayak next to us. We had five people in the boat. Um, and it was very, very foggy um, and and shallow and shallow. So I just, took the safe safe trip and we, we just put it up the river again it was a it was a close hole so it didn't hurt us too bad but when we pulled up and parked the boat we had 10 minutes still shooting light so we hauled bud in there we got in the hole we got the decoys thrown out me and jack got everything set up the guys and gabby got ready um i set the camera up and we were probably set up i it was enough time that i called three separate times and I, I don't like calling. Like, I called more that morning than I probably ever have. Um, just because I don't like calling a whole lot for wood ducks. Um, I'm kind of mixed. I feel like you kind of got to see what your ducks are doing. Some ducks like a lot of calling. Some ducks don't. But um, anyway, had enough time that I was able to call some. And before I knew it, Jacob's brother, like, points. And I look into the hole and there's just six or seven wood ducks on top of the water coming right at us. And then they kind of like flew up and kept going down the channel. And to put it in perspective, imagine standing on a cypress tree, five foot off the water, and the other side of the water being 20 foot, 30 foot away. It was a very like in-your-face duck hunt. These birds come in. Me and Jack didn't even get our guns off the tree. And Jacob... And his brother both shot at them, weren't able to hit any. They were kind of shooting through some brush. And two, just the sheer surprise and excitement um, of the ducks coming in. And then Gabby tried to shoot at one, and it just didn't work out. And and none of them fell. Nobody hit any. And unfortunately, those were the only ducks that came in. I don't really know why just one group randomly came in. Um, so later on, me and Jake, Jacob and his brother – we walked around and found another hole, um, and we kind of sat there for a few minutes just to see. We checked to make sure there weren't none just sitting, um, and there wasn't. So we backed out of there, and we're hoping that maybe this weekend or next um, will be a pretty good weekend for them. 
and we'll be able to get on them again. But it is a very nice hole. Um, I'm not telling anybody where it's at, though. Not that it's that nice. Shit. I'll tell anybody to go in there, but if I do, I know as soon as they go in there, they'll kill all the ducks. Yep. And we won't. That's just our luck. So, But, yeah, what else you want to talk about? Got anything else for now? Till next weekend? Or this weekend, I guess? No? Uh, deer hunting's been slow for both of us. Yeah. It's been pretty dookie. Everything's been slow for us except for Cameron. Yeah, Cameron's, Cameron's been getting it done. Yeah. Cameron killed a banded bluebill the other day. Went home and shot a buck. Went home, you know, probably took a nap, you know, hung out a little bit, and then sends Cracked us a picture. A yeah. Yeah, crack a little cold beverage, and then sends us a picture about, I don't know, about 6 o'clock of just a stud. Well, mid-stud, medium stud. Heavy body, small. Yeah. small Heavy body, right? probably 110-inch, you'd say, maybe. Nah, he was smaller than that. Oh, smaller than that, but a decent little he buck. Was, he was an average Florida deer. Yeah, average Florida buck with maybe a bigger size body than average, but um, very nice buck. So able to kill a banded bluebill and a pretty decent buck in the same day. He is a lucky man. And uh, back to the rut yep. thing, when we drug him up in the truck, for one, his neck was stiff, mm-hmm. and it was it was swole. Yeah. His neck was... I can tell in the, some of the pictures I've been getting of my bucks that their necks are getting bigger. Yeah, they're getting they're getting ready. Yeah. Um, so I really hope when we get these deprivation tags mm-hmm. that we don't get to sit on a plot and have a just have a, absolute giant walk out in front of us. Yeah. Because it's going to suck letting them walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that will suck. Be some good footage. Going to get some dang good footage. But, but yeah, I think that's about all we got this episode, guys. Um, again, we appreciate everything. Um, we really hope everybody has a happy new year. We hope you all had an amazing Christmas. Um, we cannot thank you all enough for the support. Um, me and Jack are pretty much heading this thing and, and just trying to make it the best we can. And we got some great help from some other buddies that are just top-notch as well. So, um we hope that y'all stick around. We got some big things coming soon. The website should be up soon, as well as some new merch. Um, actually, just got in contact to give a little little hint. Um, just got in contact with a very big camo company about um, buying a lot of their stuff and, and putting our logos on it. So we should have some really cool stuff coming soon, guys. And we just really appreciate all the support. So um, if y'all have any questions or um, comments or suggestions about anything, some, you know, YouTube videos you'd like to see or some podcast topics you'd like us to talk about. Um, leave a review, leave a comment, um, DM me on Instagram. Um, you can comment on the YouTube channel, whatever you got to do. Um, I will see it. I promise you, I I never want to be that guy that doesn't respond or doesn't see stuff. So, um, shout out to, uh, Again, Tyler Sanders for being a great, great help with me on camera stuff. Um, I've even been um, chit-chatting with uh, Easton from Raised Hunting about getting on the podcast and just some some stuff that we're trying to work on. So shout out to those guys um, and just shout out to Jack for, for helping me out a lot with everything and, and uh, just being there through all of it. So um, we got some cool stuff coming and uh, we hope you all are going to enjoy it and um As always, God bless and enjoy the hunt.